You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Welcome back, Black Guy Therapy. We here. I don't feel like giving the spiel today, Joe. I'm just going to let them know, look, we're a therapeutic podcast. If you're first time listening to us, thank you. Um, but please know that we're a, thera- a therapeutic podcast. We're designed for black men to just, just vent, man. That's that's what we're here for. Yep, let it off. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough to say right there. Yeah, and I, I, I just don't even feel like going into it. I mean, if you... if if you this far in with us, you know what we're about. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm I'm going to leave it at that. If you this far in, yeah. you know what we're about. Yep, yep. And if you're not, just listen to a couple more. Exactly. You'll be right there. You'll be right there with them. Exactly. Anyway, uh, how are you, Joe? I'm good. I'm good. Nice. Henry, are you Are you there? I've been here, man. It's just you didn't change that jersey back there. You know, I mean, you need to move your camera a little bit. Otherwise... You won't hear that much from me, man. <laughs> Glad to have Henry back, everybody. Every, matter of fact, I'm going to give him a round of applause. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Hey, Joe. Yes, sir. Super special guest. Hey, yes, sir. So, Don't know I this see you. Is. I see you. Hey, a whole different a whole different mood when you burn that thing. Right. Anyway, um, Henry, how are you? I'm good, sir. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing all right. Just have to be but here. Good, I ain't seen you in a while, you know. Yeah, it's been a minute. Get a couple of dollars in your pocket and move out the neighborhood. That's what they say. <laughs> that's what they say. No, that's what I assume. <laughs> that's what they say. Anyway, um, everybody, welcome. Hey, you fellas voted? Yes. That's good, man. I don't, I don't need to know who you voted for. I just want to make sure my, my brothers vote. Yeah. I stood in the line. It only took me 15 minutes. Oh, that ain't bad, man. That ain't bad. Not at all. The thing is, I ain't win yet. Well, the good thing we, is you have until, in this state, you have until the 29th of October, which is good. So, um, anyway. I'm still on the fence, man. Do what? Hello? Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I had to put in the headphones with the microphone so y'all can hear me a little better. Yeah. Yeah. You sound a lot better. You Thank you, brothers. Thank you. Hold on, hold on one second. I don't think Henry knows that we're burning time on our show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. So, Which is okay. So 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 I'll say this because uh Henry asked an interesting question and I think it's very, very relevant right now. Um, but no, I have not voted. Uh and and to be quite honest, I do not intend to. Uh, and and my prayer to my ancestors is that they understand my reasoning, my thought process, my my mindset, my heart, all of that good stuff. And they also see the other things that I'm doing in in uh, in parallel to the process of voting. Uh, and and the only reason why I I chose not to vote, uh, and this is the second time since I've been able to vote that I have not voted. Um, and I mentioned it on here. It might have been last week and. Well, last episode and the episode before that, but my challenge is is very simple. Politics is a game. We all know this. 
And for me, I don't I don't like the concept of having to play the game. And that's for politics or in your personal life, with your career, whatever it is. I just don't like that concept of having to play the game. I think that there is a right way to do stuff and a wrong way to do stuff. And I would rather not compromise my personal conviction to appease the masses. Because, again, like I I mentioned here, I, I got slaughtered. Uh, back in 2016 for not voting. And the question I asked was simple. What else are you doing now that the third has passed? What else are you doing? And every person that slaughtered me didn't have a response. So for me, the work that I'm doing has been going on before and it'll continue to go on after. So as I said before, if voting is on your heart, please, please, please get out there and do it. Use the platform that you've been given Folks have died for that right for you to do it. Take advantage of it and do it. You know, and 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 the beauty of this, the beauty of this show is that we don't all have to agree with each other because I sincerely do not agree with what Joel just said about not voting, right? I mean, and mm-hmm. and that's his that is his personal conviction. And that's mm-hmm. what makes us great that we can that we can we can make you know, we, we can be different and still get along, right? I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. mad at Joe for 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 not voting. He he gave his reason why, and you know if that's all he needs. It's it's him, not me, right? Because but the way I see it, um, and I'm different, right? I, I see it like this: voting is about power, and if you don't vote, you've given up a piece of the power. Now we talk about this all the time on this show: how we have to move like ants. And Mm -hmm. moving like ants is doing stuff that we don't want to do. And voting is one of those things that, like Joe said, you know, he's doing other things in that space. And that's good. Um, But he he is actually moved out of the move like ant ants, you know, symbolism there because he's like, I'm going to do it this way. And if you get a bunch of people who do it that way, then we've just given up part of our power. And that's that's what I say about it. And and I don't know. Maybe Henry feels different about it. I don't know. Yeah, I feel hundred percent totally different about it. My reasoning is going to be different from Joe. I mean, he 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 gave his point of view, his perspective of why he's not voting. I'm on the fence because, for one, I don't believe the politician is going to help me directly. So, for where I want to get to, from a business aspect, who helps me there? And we know who helps me there. Yeah. Now, he might be divisive. He might not have, he, he, he want to separate the country. Yeah, that's clear, but he's not going to help it. The other, not, the other guy's not going to help it. He was vice president for eight years and did nothing, absolutely nothing to help us. And when I say us, I mean people of color, which he could have done. Well, I mean, he may have not been able to do anything. He may have been, been able to throw some, hey, look, we need to do this, that, and the third, but his background ain't squeaky clean either for people of color. So now we have the lesser, the, the lesser of two evils, both in, in politics again. And now I have to choose what makes the best sense for me and uh, on my path of where I want to go. I get that. And I hate that we have to say the lesser of two evils because it should never be the lesser yeah. of two evils. We need to say the, the, the better of the two candidates because that's that's what we have. Well, no, they're not, they're and, not evil. I mean, they well, each no, have their own they're agenda. Not evil. Let, let me, evil is a strong word like hate. So let's take that out of the equation. But 
when you look at both both individuals' background, who who tried who's have who has tried to help people of color from either one of them directly? Well, we know <laughs> Donald Trump hasn't done anything because he's a businessman. He came in as a businessman, he, so he Correct. has no no. Right political record no nothing no nothing well yeah no no you can scratch him off the table just by looking at him so now the yeah. other guy the other candidate okay tell so me tell me tell me what are what are some of the policies that he's placed forward in his what 40 years or 50 years in in congress and well he's signed bills that's still affecting black and brown people to this day what what are you talking about the crime bill the crime bill yeah that's still affecting people to this day now, he, he may have had a change of heart because every man has a right to have a change of heart. But if you want to make things right, in eight years, you you, you said you, I get, I, I want to say pardon because I'm not sure if I'm 100% correct on that. But last night during the debate, he was like, we've done something to help free a thousand people. Now, out of those thousand people that you free, how many more is it that still suffer from the people that you have passed that you knew were unjust? Well, and here's the thing. Let's obviously we're going back in time. I don't think at the time they knew it was unjust. They knew that they had a problem, and this was the remedy, right? And well, and and I get that. I get that, Todd. But look who that directly affected. Right, and like I, the I, crime I, bill. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just take things. I'm gonna just take something that affected my family, my people, directly. Crack cocaine. I have relatives that sold crack cocaine, but how do what, what's what do you use to make crack cocaine? Powder cocaine. You got more time for crack cocaine than you powder cocaine, but it's the same difference. You just made it. You just made it and used it different. But it's the same major ingredient. It's in both of them. A little cheaper. Yeah, one's cheaper, one's not, right? Yeah. One, one, one appeal, uh, appeals and the one to one that's, group, and one, one appeals to another. The most, yeah. You got less time for it. Yeah. So, so I'll say this because I, I actually I like what both of y'all are saying, and again, this is why this show is extremely valuable because it does the intention that and I'm that sorry, we have. I don't know if that was the topic for today. I'm sorry, it just. It's on my mind right now. No, no, it, but it's, it's good to, because again, we ain't, we're not a political show, but obviously p politics impact us directly. So it, it, there will be that cross-references, yeah. yeah. Um, but, so for me, what I think about uh, to, to something that Todd said, which I believe is true, well, let me not say, I, I don't know if it's true or not. And that is, they didn't know the lasting impact of the crime bill. And, and for me, my challenge is what I know to be true historically through time, and this is where I believe Todd will be able to agree with me. Historically through time, our white counterparts that had intentions of doing wrong and harm to people of color were always ahead of the curve for what they needed to do as they allowed other things to happen to become more normalized. So we, we talked about the process that it took for people of color, black men, black women to be even looked at as human beings. So you went from, like I say, savagery to three fifths to, okay, you're kind of acceptable to, you're still, you're uh, this, you're, yeah. Well, except you, you got enough money. Well, yeah, but before we even got there, there's all these levels that you had to pass and that every time you were given that pass, 
there was another plan that was put in place that would be that stranglehold on down the line. You didn't see it yet, but eventually it got there. So even in 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 64 with the Voting Act and things like that, that was a fantastic victory for us. But then shortly after that, you start seeing, not, not you start seeing, but the folks that should be allowed to vote are not allowed to vote because maybe they have a criminal record. Maybe they're in whatever it is, there's there's these various opportunities to still take the power and the humanity away from people. So I have a hard time believing that somebody didn't have a strategy session when the, the crime well, bill was passed well, and said, you know what, if we do this, and I'm not, again, I don't I wasn't in the room, I don't know the people. So I'm not saying they were like, yeah, let's put all black people in jail. I'm not gonna say that. What I will say is there was definitely a strategy session before that piece of legislation before that policy was was enacted signed off agreed upon and allowed to go into effect there had to be conversations and and a whole lot of folks had to agree before it was acceptable so i have a hard time believing that it wasn't a strategy and they knew that the potential was there they may not have known similar to crack Similar to guns, similar to every black neighborhood seems to have way more liquor stores and payday advance stores than white neighborhoods. I don't know if they knew what the full impact was going to be, but I'm sure they're like, this is the potential. Because at some point you kind of, when you're forecasting, that's a part of the forecast. Like you don't know for sure what's going to happen in 365 days, but you can, you can kind of guess and and the guess be based off of analytics and data based off of other things and trends that you've seen and and here i want to clear this up too when we're talking about politics and we're talking Mm -hmm. about bills right like you gotta understand there there may be bills that that politicians don't fully agree on but if there's Mm -hmm. something in it that will help constituents in their area they'll sign it yeah, and I think that's where people. It'll be like a tag like, along bill. Yeah, I that's think how a that's lot of people, bills. That's how a lot of messed up bills get passed. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll let you get this, but also we're gonna add this to that bill. Exactly. And when you sign it, it makes you like a bad guy. But uh oh, I don't know what Henry said. His computer signing cut out that I'm not saying this time that crime. Hold on, Henry. You sound like a transformer right yeah, now. We're having we're having some technical difficulties. Thanks, COVID, for allowing us to be in different rooms. But technology is crazy. Yes. Um, yes, it is. Henry has cut out on us, but um, oh, you're back. Can you can you hear us, Henry? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I, I say say out. your whole point over again. Well, well, to Joe's point, where he was saying it was a, he believed it was a strategy to it. If you was if you've been in politics for four years, you kind of know, and you've been there at a high level, you kind of know what's going on. But in those forty years, if you pass something thirty years ago, and you see what it's been doing, out of those thirty years, at some point you could have said, "Well, hold on, enough is enough." That is kind of bogus of what we've done. You have done nothing to change that. But he has, no. though. I mean, let let's let's be not, not. He hasn't changed it to the extent of where it damaged and hurt more community. It's done more harm than him changing it and helping people. Here's the thing. Let's let's 
let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, what you know, he signed that bill and he's since apologized, right? Because he knew yes. that it was messed up. Correct. But but let's think about things that he did do. Like, okay, you're saying, well, what has he done since then? What has he done to help me now? What has he done to fix what he what he put in? Yeah, let's go to the now. Okay. He he sponsored the recidivism reduction in the Second Chance Act of 2007. So that right there helped. Not a lot of people know that, but yeah, yeah. Ex- explain that because I don't. I have no idea what that is. So you remember when President Obama came in and they were, everybody was getting out of, getting out of jail. They were, they were, if you had like low level drug offenses and stuff like that, they were letting you out of jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, that was Biden's bill from the previous year. That was in 2007, right? So it was a bill okay. that um, reauthorized uh, like a grant program for, for reentry of offenders into the community. So for people who were in the jail system and then they got out, um, this gave them an opportunity to get back on their feet. Um, so he gave, so that bill gave felons grants. It was a grant program to help. So it didn't give them grants, but it gave them the resources and tools that they needed to to uh, re-enter the co- okay. The let's talk about let, let's talk about that. They gave them the resources and and the tools needed, right? Mm-hmm. But they still had to go to a private sector or a private company to try to get a job, right? Not necessarily. Or they could have started their own company, right? I mean, they could have went private, public. They could have did whatever they needed to do. Yeah. Okay, but can you get a can you get a job for the federal government as a felon? You can. It it just it depends on the the severity, I guess. The the, the job of your felony. <laughs> okay, but if 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 a pre, if a vice president signs a bill or Obama and his boy signs a bill to to allow these people back out on their feet, shouldn't they be the first ones to give them a job? If they feel that the crime that the crime the, the time that they the time that they were given didn't fit the punishment, shouldn't they be the first one to say, you know what, we were wrong. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna help put money in your pocket, feed your family, and give you a job. So they did that. Regardless I mean, of what they the did job that, was. but they didn't they didn't give them I mean they gave them the tools. They I mean you can't just be like, Hey, here's here's a hundred thousand dollars, I'm sorry. Well, what? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. No, I, I don't agree with that. Just give them money because most people don't know how to manage money. What I'm saying is give them a job. So like that's saying, okay, so I'm going to use me and you, for example. You you feel like I did some time, right? And you feel like, well, you know what? That was that was kind of jacked up with how much time we gave you. So instead of teaching you how to be a competent carpenter, I'm going to give you hammer and nails until you figure it out yourself. That's like giving you tools and resources, right? Instead of teaching you, right? Yeah, but or, I don't understand where you're going. Like, the, the programs that they had were giving you, they were they were literally like teaching you how to re-enter society. So, what, so explain to me what that is, te- re-entering society. Well, obviously, if you've been j- in jail for ten years, times change, right? So correct. They got to get yeah, you, big time. Yeah, they got to yeah, get correct. you back up to the speed on what's going on in in the real world. So, so what, what are you getting back brought back to speed too? 
is my question. Because I know well, relatives that done, I know relatives that done like decades. I have relatives that did decades that didn't miss a beat. But but you're I think I think you're picking you're almost cherry picking here because you can't No, no, I'm trying to figure out like what is it is like when you say you give someone resources to re-enter society. Explain to me what re-entering society looks like. So, can I jump in here real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir, brother. You more than can. You got a microphone, though. That that's true. So, <laughs> would it? Would it? I'll say this. There's truth to it, and and the reason I say it's truth to it is because two things. One, the same thing is true for people who have been active duty military. There are programs put in place for veterans to be re-assimilated back into the civilian lifestyle because it's so different. I worked with a program uh, at the Dream Center out in West Nashville and the program was doing just that. It was helping people who had been in prison to learn all the new trends of something as simple as doing a job interview because we know that job interviews the process changed over the last five years 10 years 20 years so it folks who, to your point no no it doesn't it changed for everybody but the 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 benefits might be a little bit different based on skin tone yeah, I, i'll you give know, you that you know yeah that may be true but the reality is it changes period Correct. And as I'm sitting here talking to the dudes, because the part that I was doing, I was doing a course on appearance and interviewing and what that process looks like now, how you should manage yourself. And the one thing I told them that was probably so far left from what everybody was anticipating was never go into an interview thinking you you need them to give you this job. Instead, go in thinking you guys have a position that you need to fill. So I'm interviewing you. You're not interviewing me because I need to know if I want to be a part of your organization same way as you want to be a part of mine. So it's simple tweaks of thought process like that that are extremely critical to the success of somebody who has not had to deal with those type of situations. So learning that, hearing that, and I only did like a, a, a one day thing there was a team of us and we did this for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. So everything that we were talking about was relevant to the times today, but 10, 20 years ago, it would not have been relevant. So not to say that folks that you're speaking to specifically, Henry, that, that did decades and they didn't miss a beat. That's a blessing that they didn't. That's not the norm. That's the exception, not the rule. So working with these groups and you see this group come in and then these folks pass the course for the first time and you see how many of the folks that pass the course go back to prison. And it's because they weren't ready to assimilate back into society. So what we're talking about in that bill that was passed or, or the legislation that was passed, there is benefit to that. That's not my challenge. I think that's that's the that's the responsibility of this country. If we, we truly love this country like we say we do, and we love yeah. everybody that's in this country, then we Something. need to allow people who have had challenges in their lives to turn it around. My issue is that you even have to, like affirmative action, we talked about it on, on an episode previous, the fact that affirmative action even has to exist is a shame in the first place. 
So the fact that these bills to make up for other bills and these situations, these scenarios, these whatever it is, have to be put into place now to make up for the past, that is the challenge. And my question is always going to be the same. Back in the day when this was put in place, was it put in place because people were legitimately trying to find a way to stop crime on the streets? Or were people trying to make it seem like crime only happens from this group? The condition in America, again, is a heart condition. If I found my fortune on the backs of other men and women, free labor, then why in the world would I not pass that mindset down if I could? And if I could pass that mindset down and it's accepted by the next generation, and then those are the same folks who have the power and the position to put in, put forth this legislation, that's where the disconnect comes in for me. The legislation is is great based on what it's supposed to do, but it shouldn't have to exist in the first place. Right. And and I want to say this, and this is just a quick to add on to your to what you said, Joel. And and I guess this may help Henry a little bit. I'm not sure, but the federal government is the floor, right? They they do these things and they become the floor. They're not the ceiling, right? So they made this program. It went out nationally, and yeah, it's authorized to be paid for by them. And they, you know, they probably set up the curriculum. But what are the states doing? What are your individual states doing? What did Tennessee do once? that bill was was signed and enacted what did tennessee do to help the people in in the prisons in this state which goes back to what we were talking about earlier why it's so important to vote because it's it's more than just your presidents on the ballot it's your your city council members your aldermans your uh state uh representatives your state congressmen your state senators those are the people who make the rules for your state and i think i think that and, and ain't no thinking. I know that a lot of people get this confused. They they say exactly what you say. What what can this president do for me? What have they done for me? What have they done for my people? Well, it's not up to the president. To he's up again. He's there to to set the floor, right? To make sure that everything is equal among on the floor. It you got to look at your states. Now let's be real. We got Marshall Blackburn. She's been very oppressive to people who are not uh, Republicans. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we'll take we'll take the abortion bill that they that they signed. Um, um, oh, well, look at that! That's good. They they signed the abortion bill here, which went that's to the court, and, and it was uh, it was unconstitutional, right? So, yeah, th- this is this is what we talk about, where it's like, yeah, you need to you need to see what your states are doing. You need to be in, engaged civically in your local areas because these are the people who are who are directly affecting you. Yes, Joe Biden or Donald Trump, yeah, you're, they may or may not be your president, but the other people on the ballot is who affects you. And I just I, I can never stress that enough because I think a lot of people forget that that's how this works. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, they don't teach us civics in school no more. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So if you don't have the civics class, how do you know that? You think when I go to the ballot, I'm going to vote for the president and that's all I'm going to vote for. But nope. there are judges. They're literally judges on the ballot. Yeah. Again, senators, congressmen, aldermen, councilmen, dog catcher. Everything that affects <laughs> you daily is on that ballot. And if yeah. you don't exercise your right to to 
you know, pick who you need to pick, right? You've just given away your power. And and we know that the power is, it, there's some truth in that power because if there wasn't, they wouldn't work so hard to suppress it. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, we've had that conversation a number of times and, and the beauty of not having the same perspective is how you manage yourself once you realize y'all ain't on the same page. And what I hate about church specifically, I'll use that as the example here, is that if you don't Uh-oh. agree with somebody's hold doctrine. On, hold on, before you go forward, the these opinions are Joe's and Joe's alone. They're not speak for <laughs> Henry. So when y'all start uh, doing whatever y'all want to do, Joe, just know, leave Henry out of it. Okay, go right ahead, brother. Continue. Yeah, just, just saying that when you don't agree with somebody's doctrine, they find a hill to put you in, basically. And, and I think that that's true with opinions as well. Um, even if opinions are based on fact, we still have biases based off of our experiences, um, our, our learning process, what we've read, what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've experienced. All of those things help to shape our opinions. And, and that's why I love this man, because Todd ain't trying to fight me because I don't agree. You know what I mean? And and that's a part of the, I, I think that's also going into the moving like ants thing. I remember there was a conversation and what, it was Life Jennings and somebody else and, and Life had been out of prison for a short time, but they were talking about um, issues in the, in the community dealing with men of color. And they were at this event and it got so heated to where they were about to start fighting. And I'm like, but y'all are fighting for the same cause. So, how you get to the end result, moving like ants, yes, it would be phenomenal if 99.9% of the population of Black people felt the same way, moved the same way, did the same things. That'd be amazing, but that's not reality. However, if you can have enough respect for other folks to be like, okay, I don't agree. However, your end game is the same as my end game. Now, if they can, if we can find a way to work together, so we are moving more like ants in that line, as you see them in the grass or in the dirt or on the pavement, walking that straight line, getting to their, that's that's great. But if it doesn't, don't get in my way and stop me and tell me what I'm doing is wrong and, and not want to help me to get to the same place you're trying to get to. And that's what this show does. It's You got three three gents on here right now different life experiences a lot of it's similar for sure two gents and one player (laughs) or that but (laughs) you you know what i mean and i think that's what's most important that we need to look at so even when i'm listening to dl hughley and ice cube i'm like dl i i get what you're saying yeah ice cube isn't quote-unquote qualified to speak on this but how are you qualified to say he's not qualified so it's it's See, and I don't mean to cut you off, Joe, but okay, how 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 can people say is is Ice Cube not a black man in America? Mm-hmm. Did he not grow up in one of the roughest neighborhoods in America? Yeah. So he's seen a thing or two before he got to the status that he that he's at, right? Right. So wouldn't he know what it would be like to come from that environment to be able to speak towards that? Now, maybe to this day, they probably don't treat him like that. But once upon a time, he was treated like that. Mm-hmm. 
So he has every right to speak on on that situation. Because who who are they more inclined to listen to? Are they are they more inclined to listen to Todd, Joel, or Henry, or O'Shea Jackson? Who who can yeah. get their ear? Who can get their ear quicker? Us or them? Or us or him? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. And, and and I guess all I'm saying is because because I don't want to. I, I'll never be the one to say that somebody should or shouldn't be speaking, because we talked about it the other the other episode where we we're saying some folks were put into the position to be an activist for the people and that's not what they wanted or what they were trying to do but they were kind of forced in that position and and they took that on because they were more acceptable because of maybe a talent athletically musically acting whatever it is in entertainment they might have been blessed enough to touch audiences that the three of us may not be able to touch correct and see my problem with what what dl was saying was you, you, I'm pretty sure DL can get in contact with Ice Cube if he wanted to. Yeah, I agree. And 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 and, and, and say, okay, now you got that ear, and I hear what you're saying. But what about this? Yeah. See, we're so divisive within our own self, we won't even come together for the greater good of the cause. We just want to say, you know what? We're right. He's wrong. But. But why? So here's a question for y'all real quick. I I don't know how D.L. Hughley, outside of what he's saying, I don't know why he feels that way. I don't know why he felt compelled to come out and speak so boldly against Ice Cube in this particular circumstance. Outside of the obvious, Todd said it already, the optics look terrible. It looks like the administration, the campaign, the marketing team said, hey, let's get some black folks in here so we don't look like we don't like them. It does look like that because of the timing. However, I don't understand why, to the point that you just made, Henry, why DL wouldn't be like, well, let me call and see what's going on. Same way he had uh, uh, Steve Harvey's number. I wonder if he ha- he called him and was like, well, what's going on? Why, why are you doing this? I don't understand. As a friend and a fellow man of color, why are Not you doing what, what are you just trying like, to do this? Yeah. I'm saying that with him and Steve, because they, yeah, yeah. they oh, gotcha, obviously okay, gotcha. they clearly had a friendship at one point. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah, where gotcha, they stand gotcha, now. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. But you know, it'd be like one of y'all going to see Trump. There's no way I wouldn't call you and be like, so so what's going on? What what are you what are you trying to do? What are you hoping to accomplish? Is is everything cool? Were, were you Anybody put a gun to you? You know what I mean? There'd be questions that I would ask because I feel like we have that relationship. But gotcha. even if we didn't have the relationship we had now and we had some type of a connection to where we could get in contact, it would be my responsibility to not slaughter you in, in the streets as far as your name and reach out to you just so I can be like, oh, okay, that does make sense. As opposed to going now, the other side to that is maybe he did reach out to Ice Cube and Ice Cube denied it because maybe Ice Cube is on some BS. We don't know for sure. And, and that's been Time my challenge. Tell. Time will tell. Yeah. That's been my challenge with folks who have platforms in our community for the longest time. If we don't know, then we're left to our own devices to come to our own understanding. And majority of time, we're going to be wrong. Yeah. And, and, 
the and the idea Hugo is one of my favorite comedians. Um, I do listen to his his radio show sometimes, <laughs> but you know, you have to you have to listen with a with a with a third third ear, right? Um, because you got to understand, like if you know, if if you had never if if you didn't know D.L. Hughley prior, you know, if you just turned on his radio show and was listening to him, you would think that he was this, you know, political commentator or you know, may have some type of political science background, something, right? Let, let's be real, right? When because when you hear him talk, he talks very eloquently about politics. He's done his research, mm-hmm. and he can do, and he can make jokes about it, like on a dime, right? And that's great. Um, but I think what people fail to realize is that you still have to understand. At the end of the day, yes, D.L. Hughley has a bunch of um, experience. He has, uh, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that he studies studies the politics, studies the game, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's still a high school graduate. Yeah. And, and, nothing, and not saying anything wrong about, you know, high school graduates, but he or he he got his GED, so he didn't even graduate high school, right? He went mm-hmm. and got his GED. Um but there's there's a level of thinking that he that he may or may not have because he, you know, I guess that level of thinking wasn't fostered at that higher, higher level. If if that makes sense. Does that make sense? <laughs> I get what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. It's not a, it's not a slight or a diss. You're just saying because of his path. Yeah. It, it, you know, he wasn't he wasn't tailored to be a politician. Right. He didn't go through high school, poli sci, civics, college, political science major. Some critical thinking that. Yeah. That's what I'm in saying. terms of in terms of politics specifically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I get I get so it. Makes you, sense. And and then when you when you speak on this, then it sometimes your your emotions get into it and when you yes. are playing with emotions things can get out Very of hand and that's what that's what's happened yes very dangerous yes so because i mean yes. let's let's be real joel i i when in in full transparency when you was like well i'm not voting i was hurt like yeah and and let's be real, I'm, like yo, this is what he said when you said you're not voting, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said in my head, literally. Right, um, right. I, I was hurt, right? Yeah. But oh, this. <laughs> I wish I could see Henry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I have enough critical thinking skills to understand why a person would do what they would do mm-hmm. and then when you laid out your points i'm like okay i understand that and here is why i i understand that here's why because x yeah. y and z and i right. know x y and z because i too have experienced x y and z so mm-hmm. i know where he's coming from yeah. you know what i'm saying so yes that's, that's what i that's, talk about that's powerful yeah and that's, that's why powerful. i say like he you know dl may not have that that train of thought because it's emotional but i'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like this, man. I I have a friend, not gonna say his name on here, but I have a friend, and we 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 we've gotten a, a good little collection of of weapons here lately. And he doesn't like to go in some stores because some stores stand for things that he don't believe in. And I'm like, 
well, we don't have any stores, so we're going to have to go shop at those stores because they're the ones that have all the stores. So we're going to have to get it from someone. And if we can get it from someone, let's talk to these people to see why they think the way they think to get a better understanding of what's going on. And majority of the people in those stores that we go to, they don't agree with the device, the, the, the separation part that he's trying to do. It's more of, okay, we make X, Y, and Z. Why should we have to give up X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. just because? Yeah. So they, they like, by default, fall right into it. Yeah. And, and I'm going to support that. thing, too. You know, yeah. Yeah. everybody's True. worried about well, their bottom line. Well, an individual on this show, I ain't going to say no names, called me a capitalist one day. <laughs> Was it me? I don't know, man. I ain't going to say it no It might have been me. I ain't going to say no names, Joe, <laughs> but... Uh, that sounds like something I would have said. Because yeah. Henry bought them dollars. And and you can't, I mean, this is in these United States, that is the system that we've learned. I mean, yes. that's the system that, I mean, and that, it's, I, that it's, I grew up with, that you grew up with. We, that is how, for example, Donald Trump in one of the debates, um, I think it was the first one where Biden was like, this dude is, is exploiting the tax system. And Donald no, Trump said, I was a businessman doing business. That's yeah. that's what this that's, is. That's it. He didn't that's do anything wrong. <laughs> How much did Amazon pay in taxes? Yeah. They got a refund, didn't they? <laughs> you would think. So wouldn't it be, and, and the, the, the owner of that company is worth, he's the richest man in the world. So wouldn't that be kind of exploiting the tax system? Right. Now. Because because of that, what has he done lately? Um, I'm, I'm, so I'll tell you. So because people please, have been saying that, you know, he he has exploited the, the system and, you know, not paying workers a fair wage and not doing this and that. He has now created schools um, across the country. I think they're only in like a couple cities right now. But these schools, the kids get to go for free, like on scholarship. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, obviously this isn't, this isn't, uh, you know, he's not, uh, not like, oh, my gosh, everybody come to school. But he's trying yeah. to do something to offset the negative pub that, that he was getting. And, that, and that's the thing. Let's be real. If I can, if, if you're coming at me, if, if Henry comes to me and says, you didn't do X, Y, and Z. And because you didn't do X, Y, and Z, C or, you know, A, B, and C are suffering. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I get that. Now, if you get a bunch of people who are mad at me and they're like, okay, well, I'm a boycott. Okay, you're going to affect my bottom line now. So now I need to do something to counteract that. <laughs> but see, my thing with that would be is if he can do it, I can do it too. So I just need to figure out how I can get it done. Yeah. I mean, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't make this overnight. It took time. He stuck to a plan, built a company, and now it's one of it's, if not the richest company in the world, one of the richest companies in the world. He didn't do this overnight. So my thing with that be is instead of complaining like, well, why he gets to do this because he's making this much money? He worked hard for this. This is years in the making. 
if everybody takes time to make to, to build something years in the making and you finally get to the upper echelon or not even upper echelon but to the peak where you're reaping the benefits of your labor that you did when you weren't making no money when you were working and building this company in the garage and no one believed in you how's it his fault well, and, and and I think to, to reel it back in before we get, like, thrown off, I mean, literally, it, it, if you, the, the, the way that the system is built, that's how it's built, right? This is the way the system is built, and this is what we've learned. So this is this is the way of America, in the words of, um, what's my man's name? Uh, Ch- Childish Gambino? No, 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 no. Uh, oh. <laughs> Oh, I thought that's where you were going with that right there. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, again, th- that's why these talks are so important. And, and again, listeners, this is not a political podcast by any means. But it because of the topic of discussion. Yeah. And, and with the election being literally right around the corner, it is it is a lot that goes into these type of conversations because of all the thoughts that an individual probably will and should have so you know again what wherever you stand and and let's be real about this too we have already and i say we meaning america outperformed itself last year for early votes and i mentioned it before but i have a hard time believing that all of these early votes are for trump now again not telling anybody who they should vote for because that ain't my place. I'm not a poli-sci major, not a politician. I don't have a dog in the fight in terms of my experience to be able to say who's the best literally for this country. What I will say is that we've had four years and we've seen the economy go up, but we've seen obvious and destructive racism rise. Correct. So you, you know, it's that, okay, so so what do I want? Do I want to make sure that my 401k is going to be intact when it's time for me to retire? Or do I want to make sure that respect for person is a is a high priority based on my moral bar that I've set for myself, my family, my community, et cetera? But with that, with that being said, Joe, what's what's more worse? either knowing where someone stands or not knowing where they stand at all as far as racism goes because great question. the democratic party will get you to believe they're for black people but they won't denounce put in laws like okay we know the biggest terrorist group ever in american history no democratic president has said anything to like okay put them on the on the terrorist list why is that Put who on the terrorist list? KKK, I'm assuming. The Klan. That's the biggest clear, That's the biggest terrorist group in America. They are. They've done a, the most damage. They are on a list. On list what? On the terrorist list? Yeah. D- domestic terrorism. Domestic. Yeah. Domestic. Domestic terrorism. Okay. That okay. Makes cool. Sense. Well, I need to look. I need to look that up. Yeah. Because I didn't know that part. You can check the southern. Was it southern law? Okay. Southern poverty. So let law me ask Center. you this. So let, let me ask you this. So when they gather or do marches, why not? Why not? It, why is no one arrested? It. Go ahead. 
my two cents, this is where the perversion of law comes into place. Like you can always find a loophole. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Like I remember the first time I saw, I went to, um, Jeez, uh, I can't. You found Texas. Ooh, oh man, where, skin, where did uh truth? Where where is Coachella? California. It's, that's in California. So it's something else that's in Texas. Um, South by anyway, Southwest. South by where's that at? That's in that's in Texas. Yeah, what Austin. what Austin? Thank you. That's what I was trying to figure out. In Austin, Texas, Texas being an open carry state. I went down to Austin with a couple of friends and they there was a march going on mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what group it was, but I'm talking every type of gun you can imagine. And they're just walking down the street as this organization. And I'm just like, my goodness, like, what are you? So in our, in our neighborhoods growing up, the rule of thumb was, don't pull that thing out unless you plan to bang, right? Correct. Right. So the question that I ask is like, why are they doing this? What message are you trying to send? Because you're 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 not trying to shoot anybody, but you're trying to send a message. What is the message? What's the statement? I didn't understand and I didn't know the group, so I couldn't look them up or anything. But it, it reminds me of right now. And and I think about all all the uh the warnings and and these watch groups that are talking about, well, hey, the Proud Boys are saying if Trump loses that, you know, they're going to try to start a kick off Civil War number two. I don't know if that's true or not. What I do know is that there are people who have clearly chosen a side. And, and I'm talking not Republican or Democrat because we watched that video. We let the listeners hear it where it talked about you liberals, you conservatives. Again, that's generally Democrat, Republican. Another name for Another name. They're having this conversation about how to utilize people of color. So now I'm looking at what's happening right now. So, and it's like, what does this mean? Why is nobody denouncing? Why is nobody saying, if this happens, it's a direct result of this? It's just, it's just such a weird time for me. So again, when I think about politics and I think about the 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 DNC or the RNC and, and when they're having their own internal debates on each, it's like the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference and the NBA. You got to fight against yourselves first to determine who the Eastern Conference and Western Conference champ is so you can have a, yeah, so you can have your national champion battle. It's the same thing. So while while Miami lost to the the Lakers, everybody in the Eastern Conference that they beat, including Miami, was probably rooting for Miami. Or I'm sorry, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Toronto, all of these teams that were were hopefuls were probably rooting for Milwaukee against L.A. And I'm like, man, Obama and President Obama and Hillary Clinton, they were going at it going at each other's throat and then she's like okay well nope, you got my you got my vote you know i'll go ahead and i'll be on your team i'll tell everybody they need to vote for you because i don't think i can beat you but y'all was just talking funky about each other yeah it's it's the Sweet weirdest enough. thing ever to me 
But yeah. you know, but but and you know, I'm just I'm gonna leave this there. Like Republicans do a great job of that. Trump literally called um uh Marco Ruby was not Marco Ruby, Ted Cruz's wife like ugly and fat or some shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, he literally said that. I mean, yes. I would beat him up, bro. I would yeah. came across that stage, beat him up. Yeah, you're not about to disrespect my wife on. on right. I'm talking about you. This, you would have seen how serious this knuckle game was. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, what has what has Ted Cruz done? He has he has followed in step with President Trump the whole time. Yep. Now, and what was on the table for Ted Cruz for doing that? Do y'all know? Probably some money. No, he was, well, see, he was one thought, of the nomination. He was he was one of the people they were talking about to be one of the Supreme Court judges. Because he's, he's a lawyer. <laughs> Makes sense. And I, I hate calling him Ted. I'm going to call him by his real name. His name is Raphael. So when I'm talking about Ted Cruz, I'm talking about Raphael Cruz. That's uh, him. I, I thought you were going to say Theodore. Nah, his name Raphael. I did too. <laughs> Raphael Theodore Cruz. So yeah, but, and and then you know to 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 kind of round this out because we're like running out of time here, but oh uh, here go Oda. Um, and, and I sent this to Joel this the other day. I told him because I because I'm reading I'm reading um a book about um uh about King right? Well, it's a it's about the uh it's about um the uh the the bus boycotts and the, the struggle okay. and like the the. 40s and the 50s like people trying to advance right and um i was reading about the montgomery bus boycott and the founding of uh, was it the southern was it the southern christian leadership conference what yeah the thing that dr king started or i don't think he started it. i think they changed the name he was just like the leader yeah. but dr king said this in the in the 50s he said um you know history has proven that social that that social systems have a great last minute breathing power and the guardians of the status quo are always on hand with the oxygen to keep with, with oxygen tends to keep that old order alive. So, you know, like we were talking about, even if you lose, I'm still going to root for you. This is one of those situations. They're trying to keep yeah. that, that old order alive. Like, they're like, look, yeah. we may lose, but we still going to root for you and we're going to go hard in the paint to do what we yep. got to do to keep you there. Yep. So, absolutely. And that's absolutely. and that's all. And they're talking about this in the fifties. In the fifties. So yes. there you go. Nothing yeah. new under the sun. At all. At all. Like I said. Same-ish, different toilet. Yep. Yep. It's 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 literally a condition of the heart in this country. And and I said it before, I'll say it again. I say it probably till I die. We will not see the change as a as a group, as a culture black people we will not see the changes that we're hoping for until america falls off of that pedestal now the the problem is what that fall looks like i don't know but in every other case of every other world leading power that fell off that pedestal it didn't look good for anybody in that group and that's what's scary also yeah well final thoughts everybody Henry, you kick us off, my brother. I don't know if I really have any final thoughts tonight, tonight man. I mean, I I have a lot to 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 think about in these next couple of days on on how I want how I want to go pull this trigger 
at the voting polls. I know this guy's one of the most racist men in the world, but um, I'm not really worried about his, his his threat towards me or his poor boy. I mean, proud boys. My boy Biden called him poor boys the other night. It was hilarious. Because <laughs> I believe that's majority of who they are, uneducated men that really don't understand that yeah, the guy that's in the White House with the orange hair really doesn't, or the orange skin tone, really doesn't care about you either. He's all about aligning his pockets with people. His his people's pockets, rather. But then again, I look at the Democratic Party and I'm like, okay, so what makes me give my vote to you guys? Because you guys really don't care about me as well. Because you, you've had years and years to, to make a change or a difference and we see nothing. So I'm kind of like in agreement with uh, Mr. Jackson. I'm with whoever's gonna listen and try to take time out to to to, to see what, to, to help my people, whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like. So Joe, I'm almost on the fence with you, brother. Like, you know what, y'all can have it. Do whatever you're going to do with it. And uh, I'll do what I'm going to do on my side and continue to try to move my people forward. So I got a lot to unpack these last couple of days. Now. That's fair. So I'll go. I'll let you finish this out, Joe, but I'll, I'll say this. Um, and <laughs> if you've seen anything that's going on in the past four years, if you're on the, if you're on the fences about who to vote for, then – uh, you may seriously want to look inside yourself, um, and 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 I, I leave that there. However, comma, um, another thing I say to people who don't know who to vote for, or or they're they're still an undecided voter, which again at this point you shouldn't be an undecided voter <laughs> based on all the things that we've seen go on. Um, I say this: uh, yes. What can you do for me is what I think about too. What can, how can this help me? How can, how can this benefit me? You know, I get that. But at the end of the day, I have to think about it like this. I have children. So when I, when I look at the, at, at the end of the day, when I'm pulling that lever, I'm like, who has the greatest chance to help my child when they are adults? What, who has the greatest chance to put in policies now that could benefit my child when they need the benefit and that's how i have to look at it now i can't look at it who's going to help me because at this point it's not about me i'm halfway through my life on this on this earth right but i have a child who is just beginning so i have to i have to think for them like who can i who when i pull this lever who is going to um most benefit the young person that i am raising and are they going to be an example for the young person I'm raising so that, you know, maybe my young person can get in this game and do good things. So I'll leave it at that. Remember when you go to the, if, if you undecided and you're at the poll, if you do decide to vote, because some people don't, um, who's going to, who's going to help your family, not necessarily you, but help your family and your children the most is how I look at it now. So maybe you can look at it that way. Yeah. And, and for me, final thoughts is, uh, man, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy world we live in. 
the decisions that we make as men, leaders of our families, of our communities, there's there's a lot of pressure on us to to always make the right decisions because we don't want to negatively impact anybody that we have influence over. Um, so so for me, yes, I, I agree with what Todd is saying. I will throw a a, a, a slight parallel in the, to that though. Now more than ever, parents. It is so important to make sure that you are building the proper types of foundations for your children. Those foundations where when they're 30 years old, they're so confident in who they are. They have so much love of who they are that they're not going to fall for the okie doke, that they're not going to allow themselves to be treated any kind of way. And as we get further into these generations and children across the world are more tolerant of each other which is different from what it was when I was super young. You still have people who don't like, but I feel like people are more tolerant, children especially, of, of different types of cultures. Make sure you're doing everything you can prior to the kid even being of the age to vote, that they have a love of themselves, a belief in themselves. They feel like they, they've taken back their power from other people, from the world, to be the master of their of their journey of their destinations and by doing that you can't help but to positively impact the world and it may be one person at a time it may be thousands hundreds millions who knows but the more the more capable you help your child to be the less likely they are to depend upon a system any system that is any system to make their life be okay. So it, it, again, it's just such a weird time, but you wanna make sure that your kids are equipped with, with the, the proper type of love and mentality about who they are, their value. That's all I got. You have heard the church announcements. <laughs> <laughs> And we don't have no more church announcements for you. I got one more for you. Okay. We still got some time? Go ahead. It's your right, word. Cool. Now I'm back on the mic. So now I say all that to say this. Don't vote for the racist guy. He can't help anything that we're trying to push forward. I say right in. I say we need to go single for a while as the United States of America and don't have a president. <laughs> Let's just date Be single. for a while. Let's <laughs> go single for a while, man. But no, date no, around. I put I put this perspective out there to get people to listen to see how it really sounds when you have people of color debating about something that's more obvious than than ever. I like to be the bad guy on, 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 on some occasions to make people think, use critical thinking skills. Would I ever in my rightful mind vote for an individual that I know later on down the line will tear down my people? Hell no. My, dollar, my bottom line would, would, would be affected and I'm okay with being, my bottom line being affected because like Joe always says, America has a heart condition 
and the guy that they voted for 45 his heart is 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 is, is pretty bad and to get on the right path we need people in place that will that will make a change so when you go to the voting polls vote vote smart and don't worry about your bottom line because your bottom line will only be affected for a limited period of time if you are doing everything you need to do on your own end Is that it? But we oh. we do need to help. We do need. My bad. No, no, you good. We do need to hold these people accountable. From presidents, mayors, governors, congressmen, senators, everybody needs to start being held accountable because in 2020, we well for the last four years, we've seen what not holding people accountable does. Well, since we've been having president presidents, not holding people accountable has put us in the position that we are in now. So we need to start holding people more accountable and doing the things necessarily like Joe says and Todd says, doing the necessary things to uplift our, our people. And when I say our people, I mean human race, not white, not black, not Hispanic, Asian, whatever you have may be accountability needs to be the focus going forward from 2020 on and i'm out all right so we'll leave on now we've officially heard all the church announcements and uh now i got one more i got one more let <laughs> me take that rondo jersey down man it's green <laughs> we ain't got nothing else to say y'all we out peace i ain't coming back